astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So today is kind of a continued episode. We've never really done that before, but uh, we are going to be talking about Mars retrograde today and what it means for all 12 of the signs. Yeah, we started talking about it last week, and we kind of promised that this week we would go into each of the signs and what to expect from this long transit of Mars and Gemini. But before we start, could we, can I share a story? Sure. Well, you know, uh, last week, the week before, we've been talking about Jupiter retrograding, right? Well, it happened. It was last Thursday. It happened exactly at eight degrees of Aries. And I shared that, oh, my moon's at eight degrees. So this is the type of story that astrologers love because you want to hear someone who has a planet right at that very specific uh, point that where a planet is going to go stationary, retrograde. And so I, I couldn't wait to see what the story was. My moon sits in the third house. So uh, it was on Tuesday, Tuesday night. We had a, we had a new door installed uh, on Monday. There were some problems with the mechanics of the door, the security system. I won't go into it. It wasn't pleasant. It was unpleasant conversations had to have because it does, wasn't done right. And we were both, we being, you know, dad and I were both really worked up about this issue. And Tuesday night, I thought, you know what, we have a neighbor and our neighbor is very knowledgeable about mechanics and does it for a living. And I thought, gee, I think I'll go out to the mailbox, by the way, third house activity, check the mail, and I'll see if he's outside by chance. Well, I go out there. He's not out there. Okay, I go get the mail. I, there's a problem by the mailbox. I tend to that problem. But when I co- turn around, his garage door is up. Perfect. Yeah. So I go over there. Phil, can you help me with something, blah, blah, blah. Never have asked him in, in, in 12 years to come over and help us with anything. But did he came over, took him an hour and a half. He figured out the problem. Oh, wow. Fixed it. Well, of course, he wouldn't take any money. No, nothing, yeah. you know, type of thing. But here it was. Jupiter was on my moon in the third house. Classic interpretation. My moon represents my relationships with neighbors. Yep types of relationships you have with the people, the mundane people in your life, you know, so it can go beyond neighbors. It can be the checker and things of that nature as well. But here comes Jupiter, generally considered good luck, beneficial, wanting to be very helpful. So we had a neighbor fix our problem. Bill was, oh my gosh, he was so relieved to have this fix. I was relieved. The people that were, we were battling with over installed, they were happy to find out that we found someone that figured yeah. out what the problem was. So out of it all, what did I learn? I learned, and this is such a lesson that I every astrologer needs to learn it. That you know, the chart promises certain things to happen in a lifetime. It really does. Mm-hmm. And so you know, even though I could say, oh gee, I was hoping a lot of money would come in. I was hoping I might win something, right? We got some or even of- that the door would have been a smooth process because you'd think, oh, Jupiter. That 
good moon yes. home. Okay, good things happening around the home. Aries construction. So yeah. this made some sense. Well, and here it was the neighbor, the neighbor from heaven almost, <laughs> you know, who just came over casually. He was a delight. He was, you know, we had lots of fun laughing as he was dissecting what the problem was. And the point is, you know, what can the moon deliver in my chart? It can't deliver everything. No. Right. No. It's, not gonna, it's not gonna manifest a flight around the world. You know, it's a moon in Aries. So what types of things? And here it was a locksmith, someone who had locksmith and security uh, skills, workman, right. you know, skills. Right. Very interesting. Well, I think that's a perfect transition as well. If you haven't grabbed your ticket to our understanding your natal moon class, um, there are still some tickets available that will be on August 20th um, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It will happen via Zoom. And uh, the classes are limited, capped at 10 people. So we have enough time to talk about everyone's natal chart. So we'll need your birth information. And during the class, we'll be throwing charts up onto the screen and discussing what your natal moon promises. So we'll not just talk about the sign that the moon sits in. We'll talk about the house. We'll talk about other aspects. And I think we'll even do a little bit of predictive, um, especially yeah. if there's anything big coming up, hitting their moon, hitting yeah. your moon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, you can go to either mom or me's website to find your tickets for that. I'll also link it in uh, the show notes for the podcast today, but that's a great story that you had um, about the moon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you learn what, 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 what's in your chart. What's yeah. in your chart? <laughs> so if we go back to today's top or start, I should say, yeah. start our topic for today, we are talking about Mars retrograde, and this is so important for, uh, two reasons. Well, one, Mars is going to retrograde. <laughs> That's right. a big deal. Um, but the second one is it'll be moving into Gemini and it will be staying in Gemini for seven months. So that alone is a big deal. Of course, it's staying there for so long because it will be retrograding. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't find another example of it. I went back to the fifties looking for what, what, how, what are the planets, Mars, I should say, what, when has Mars stayed in a sign for seven months? Now, maybe it's out there. I could not find it as in one of my research I did. So it's unusual. Yeah. Um, I think last week, maybe we spoke about people with Mars and Gemini. Um, maybe yes. we just want to just touch base on that as well, that, you know, Mars and Gemini is not bad. No. It definitely can favor writers, bloggers, um, people that assemble cars or can fix cars. The transportation industry, yeah, yeah it's perfect. Anyone with Mars and Gemini may be inclined to like cars, be somehow related, maybe in the tires or the transmission or any aspect you could think of, even taxi drivers. You know, it just it's all about the idea of movement. Yeah. Um, and on a very personal level, it can motivate very creative thinking, oh, yeah. uh, it rules physical movement. So, you know, yoga dancers. teachers, da oh. dance instructors, mm -hmm. uh, these people might be very concerned or interested in what's going on in the, the neighborhood. These can be like your neighborhood watch people. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they serve on the HOA mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and even marathons with that physical movement piece. Oh. All of you. So Mars and Gemini is good. It's a very active energy. Yeah. So the fact, okay, the fact Mars is coming into Gemini, that will happen actually on uh, the 21st of 
gosh, in about three weeks uh, from today, uh, come in August 21st. Yeah. Uh, and you might be thinking like, well, gosh, that's still a little ways off. Why are we already talking about it? And I actually had a client today who, um, you know, first thing on the client on the appointment, okay, I'm quitting my job. And um, I, there was a lot going on in the charts. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised by that, but I just thought what activated that? What was the actual like hit? Cause I do like to see if I can narrow these things down to give people like a pretty specific window. Right. Um, that's just for my own knowledge and learning, but I was looking ahead at Mars. Mars is going to retrograde the last degrees of the sixth house, which is how you serve. And, you know, she really, that's really what it was. It wasn't about quitting just a job that she had had for a couple of years. It was quitting a career, um, you know, of how she has served for decades. So I just thought, you know, it's not, we've talked about this. It's not too early to maybe already know the story. So that's why we're already, that's why we're already talking about it. So I haven't had that specific of a story, but I've had clients go, Oh no, I know what's going to be going down in that window. I already have plans. You know, I put down payments on things. I'm, you know, I know what my project is going to be that type of thing. So it just helps. They, they know it already, just as we know a lot of things, we have an idea of what we're doing next week already next weekend. Uh, so this isn't, it isn't too far out. Exactly. So for anyone that really enjoys the dates or is trying to learn more about astrology, we're going to rattle through just like the important dates or dates to remember. Um, and then we're going to get right into the 12 signs, how it will affect everyone. So August 21st, like we said, Mars will move into Gemini at that point. Uh, September 3rd would kick off kind of the shadow phase of the retrograde where we say, oh, you're probably, it hasn't retrograded, but you're probably feeling it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right then before Halloween, so August 30th, mom's uh, birthday, Mars will retrograde at that point. Mm-hmm. And it will be retrograde until January 12th when it will turn direct and start moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then it won't be until March 25th, 2023, that it will leave Gemini and enter Taurus. So, again, we will probably still touch on this, you know, throughout podcasts as we go through the rest of the year. But if you are someone that likes to track these things, if you're making any um, big decisions and this Mars retrograde will be aspecting anything very personal, like your sun or your moon, these could be great dates of understanding when you should be moving forward with the plan, when you might be rethinking something or reconsidering it or feel like, oh, the plan is unraveling, then to know the dates of when you can kind of move forward again. I just want to go back. I think you s- said something just uh, wrong, but okay. I'm correct. It was March 25th. It's going to leave Gemini. It's leaving Gemini. Uh, it's 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 currently in Taurus. It's going to be entering Gemini. Oh, sorry, I did. Okay, leaving Gemini March 25th. So yeah, we're done with Taurus. or pretty much done with it already. Sorry. But yep. So that's right. thank you. Yeah, I did read my notes incorrect on that. Okay. So let's jump into the 12 signs and let's start with Aries. Yeah. I don't mind. Um, well, and you kind of just talked about a great, um, third house story. So not to confuse anyone, but mom was talking about Jupiter and her third house, but for Aries or an Aries rising Mars will be retrograding, uh, the third house. So Mm -hmm. this could be issues related to cars. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) travel, of course, to neighbors, <laughs> neighborhood issues or demands. Mm-hmm. So it could be just even like silly things like, oh, a broken mailbox. Oh, a noisy neighbor. 
Yes. You it, might be more aware of what's happening going down in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is can be plans could be disrupted, of course, you could be making big plans, having to adjust plans. It's a good time. I, I, I want to get clear, just because Mars is, is in Gemini doesn't mean nothing's going to work. It's not like Mercury retrograde. We're like, okay, that's not going to happen. But Mars is more of maybe having someone object to it or being in disagreement with somebody about it. So it still may happen, but there's a little more tension related to it. Uh, for Aries, I would say, you know, that you need to know what you what you want. Uh, like, we don't start negotiating before you're very clear as to what it is that you actually want. So you'll know when to stop, when you'll know when to or discontinue the negotiation if it isn't going in your direction. Because this is all about you kind of pushing your plan, your idea, and somehow uh, even this idea of proving, proving what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Well, and two, I mean, the idea as well is like, if you decided, okay, we're going to take the car in when Mars is direct. Yes. And by the time you get it in, get the appointment, Mars has retrograded. Mm -hmm. You know, it is possible that, oh, you know, oh, we're not going to do that repair now, or there could be something where, oh, I think I'm going to get a second opinion. Like, so it's not that it's not going to happen, but it can make you rethink or readdress or reconsider what, if you should move forward with that action. Mm-hmm. I would, I would uh, warn Aries about, you might be driven to get licensed, to get recertified, to go stand in line, you know, at the Department of Motor Vehicles, uh-huh. you know, you have the stamina to do something, or sometimes we put off some of those things, or we have to go and stand in queue and fill out a form and that type of thing. You're apt to do it under this energy. You're making, you're pushing forward, or you may sign up to take a course to pass a test to get certification. And because we have a seven month window here, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, for Taurus or Taurus rising, it will be hitting your second house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this can put some maybe more uh, focus on issues around worthiness, mm-hmm. or there could be some, you know, some stuff rising to the surface that you're like, why not me? Yeah. It could easily be something where, you know, you're having to talk about inflation going on. You have to inflate your own ego. Mm. I do deserve this. You know, so you might, you know, be more uh, pushed back a little bit more on something because I do, I am deserving. I did qualify. So we have that side of it going, Um, you know, but this could be a big romance time as well. There could, there could be something going on driving a decision, meaning, yes, this is a relationship or no, I don't want this relationship. So there's a, I kind of, a dis, I would say some sort of executive decision that Tauruses are facing about relationships, romantic possibly, but also relationships where there's commingled monies. That could easily be the case about how monies are being spent, how partner is spending monies. That could be part of it as well. Or this idea of even, oh, I need to go, I think I'm going to get a side hustle. Yeah. Or, you know, that's how you're making your money. I know a Taurus that will be getting married under this energy. Okay. Yeah. And that it's, it's time yeah. to go. It's, it's, you, you, it's a green light or it's a red light yep. for Tauruses. Yep. I'm in, count me in, let's get married, whatever. It's just an example. Or this idea of, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, also great for addressing any sort of comforts in the home, such as a new mattress, a new comfy chair. Yeah. 
creature comforts. So oftentimes you may go on a little spending spree, possibly, to make yourself feel comfortable. Yeah. It's a simple need of Tauruses in general. They want to feel comfort. Yeah. Uh, next, I think we have to talk about who this, who we're spotlighting. We have to talk about Gemini's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Gemini's or Gemini risings happening in that first house. This only occurs every in about 15 years. So uh, Gemini's might look back to uh, like November of 2007 to February of 2008. So a fairly short window <laughs> um, exactly. compared to what we're experiencing this time. But this would be great for focusing on the body, on doctor's appointments, on gym memberships, that there should be a lot of focus on that physical activity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and we have to say, because of that, oh, might you be pulling your muscles, straining yourself? Yeah, that's possible because this is when Mars um, goes, when, first of all, when Mars goes into Gemini, there's a, oh, let's get out and start running around the block every night. You know, let's stretch, let's see who can do a hundred pushups. We were kind of challenging ourselves or even going into competition with people. Uh, so you have to be aware of, you know, you may push the body too much. Absolutely. And because Mars is a little bit of an aggressor, mm -hmm. an aggravator, uh, we could talk about, you know, maybe having trouble holding your tongue. <laughs> you might be a little bit more in like a warrior type mood, like bring it on. Like, I wish you would <laughs> like, yeah, I'll fight you for that. <laughs> oh, the competitive spirit will rise. For Gemini's and and again, I just you know I know it's repetitive, but it's seven months long. Something's going to come out of it. Sure, this isn't like a six-week energy and eight-week energy. We got months at hand here. Yeah, so it it's worth it's there's a there's a lot of time to get something done. I agree. Uh, for Cancers or Cancer risings, it'll be aspecting your twelfth house. So we put a lot of focus on therapy when we talk about the 12th house. So you know, this could be one of those, like, don't wait until you have the total meltdown before you ask for help or before you say something or, uh, yeah, or you take the downtime, <laughs> like, no, this, yeah, this is be kind to yourself. That would be the first thing we might say, be kind, take extra uh, because th there could be an, a, a tendency to get involved with other people that are having major problems and trying to save them or to uh, protect them from something happening in their life. So uh, this is uh, very likely, I would say, cancers are apt to be holding some secrets under this energy. And that secret is going to be, I know what's going on with that person, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm honoring that, you know, their trust. Uh, but the idea is there will be a point you can reveal it. But sometimes that you, that's heavy when you're carrying the weight of, you, you know, what someone's going through and no one else grasps it. So we're concerned about them. We're concerned about cancers getting pulled into other people's drama. Yeah. To yeah. the point of self-sacrificing. Sure. Right. Staying but, up all night, listening to him on the phone, you know, rather than saying, Hey, I got to go to sleep now. Absolutely. Well, if they've been thinking about taking a self-help class, oh, I've been wanting to read that book. I've oh, been yeah. wanting to seek out a therapist. Mm -hmm. These would all, this would be an excellent time to, you know, to do this, to do that. You know what? It would, it would make financial sense. It's just a funny way to say it because things act, things are, motion things would change in their head 
mm-hmm. they would get they would get some results relatively quick in that area of therapeutic help. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, I think it's like a time to address what's been in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to deal with, right? It's gonna require some time or energy, but it's time to address it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we move to Leo's or Leo Risings, this is aspecting your 11th house. Right. Oh, there should be some progress about feeling maybe like the camaraderie around you. Who is your group? What do your relationships look like around you? Who are your, you know, your go-to p- community? You know what? This might be just a simple exercise of writing down five allies that you have five allies or four allies or how many of you want to find in your life. But the idea of someone that you sense in a meeting or someone you know that kind of thinks the same way that you do, whether it's politically, whether it's what they're interested in somehow and make an effort to bond with those people. Look for your allies. They will be very significant to you under this energy. Uh, Networking, right? Networking. Networking. Classic things to do under this energy. I was even thinking like taking a class at like, you know, the community, something, the community library, something where you're just even expanding kind of your circle of peers or friends that are like-minded. Yeah. 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 The point is, our prediction is that you're going to have a new group of people by the time this next seven months, you can have a new team. Yeah. So that can be applied to a work environment as well, hiring someone new in or leaving one department going off to another. But we, there's something that you're re-aligning uh, teams of people in your life. And this could be very beneficial to throw you into a new group of people that could be quite supportive and helpful. Absolutely. And, and of course, you could get very much aware that you're done with certain people. You know, you want to exit a group. Right. <laughs> But I would think, this is what I would think. I would think that they wouldn't be able to exit easily and quickly. They might have to do what I call a slow motion exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of start backing to the door, but not doing a, a hard break with the group. Yeah. Yeah. For Virgos uh, or Virgo rising, we're going to be talking about your 10th house. So we're, it's this is going to mostly put some focus on your workload. Mm-hmm. where you might be very aware of where you've become overwhelmed or even bored within the workplace. So you might be seeking out more stimulation or more challenges. Yeah, that, that, that could be more responsibility, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. you might see from a viewpoint of this is going to open up a door. This is going to, I'm going to be able to prove myself. Yeah. I would think delegation would be a big word for, for Virgos, uh, you know, relying on other people that can do these things. Don't take it all on yourself. Right. I do think this could be maybe one of the more draining placements, Mm -hmm. uh, when we have kind of that Mars and Saturn influence with the 10th house. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, no, it is a serious, a serious energy. There could be things that you're even within family, other uh, other things in the work environment. As we think about it, where you have to step up. I'm, I'm the, I'll step up. I'll, I'll make that decision. You know, I'll take on that responsibility. 
you're just inclined to do that. That's why. So you need to delegate some of the other stuff away to make room for this, these extra duties that are showing up. Right. And if, you know, we're, if we were talking to, you know, someone that was female presenting, we might say that you might feel like you're um, having to step up in place for men or taking on responsibility for men, um, even clashing with men when we're talking about Mars, Mm -hmm. very dutiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Libras or Libra rising, this is aspecting your ninth house. So this is definitely a little bit more favorable. I think so. I think they're going to be, they're not going to be as stressed. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So definitely if Libras, Libras are traveling though, Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that, you know, you have some nice travel itineraries or feeling a little bit more adventurous. Right. Time period. It's very open. They're very ambassador like under this energy. So we always think adventurous is like, oh, what country are you going to? It could yeah. just be, you know, going to a different city and being the face of something, bringing a new concept, an idea to uh, a new satellite office or a new uh, classroom. So just be aware, this is really supportive of teaching, the transfer of knowledge, oh, coaching. Oh, if there's any Libras out there that wanna start coaching, right? perfect time to be thinking about that. Uh, Libras are going to be on a learning curve this fall. And the bigger the project, almost the better. They shouldn't be piddling around with small projects. Mm. And of course, if there's anything with a legal edge to it, I would say feel pretty confident. And I would think that there would be some awards, some slaps on the back, you know, some recognition. Pats on the back, I think. <laughs> oh, I say, okay, yeah, pats on the back. Yeah, no, okay, in the back. Yeah, okay, okay. But, you know, yeah. there should be some reward. There could be some funny thing about you. You don't get the award when you think you're going to get it. Maybe you get it a little bit at a different time, something of that nature, but it's good. Yeah, no, if Libras have been thinking about doing any sort of writing, I'm going to start that blog on my website finally, or I'm going to put my knowledge into like Etsy downloadable worksheets, getting it on paper. So more people can experience it, read it, learn from it. Also any volunteer work would be really community type volunteer work would be very supportive of finding your niche, finding your way into that. Nice. Um, for Scorpio or Scorpio rising, it's aspecting your eighth house. So this one's probably a little bit more comfortable, uh, yes. just yes. because, you know, Mars Could, doesn't mind it there. No, Mars is quite comfortable in that area. So uh, you might be doing things about, you know, settling up money matters. This could be paying off a debt, of course, but it could also be thinking towards the future about where's our money going to go? How's it going to get distributed? looking over investments be a great time to be checking in with uh, whoever your financial counselor is uh, coming up with uh, new goals financial goals mm-hmm. uh, but it goes beyond just finances this could even go into lifestyle changes discussing lifestyle changes uh, and so that could always go back to that idea of we're getting rid of this and getting rid of that type of thing and changing you know the, the lifestyle within the home as a result of it Um, but it can get also into sexual topics. This would be, uh, this would support, 
uh, sexual relationships, sexual connections. Uh, it would encourage even conversations about gender identity, really confidential matters. Now, I'm not trying to say that all Scorpios are walking around talking to everyone about these issues. I'm saying where it's appropriate, this, this conversation is just going to rise up real easily. Yeah. And even if they're not having those conversations, it could be that they're sitting at a dinner and yeah. those discussions come up and, oh, wow, we had an eight person dinner all discussing this, which maybe mm-hmm. a couple of years ago would have felt taboo, yeah. right? Because we talk about eighth house, but it's things that come to the surface. There's um, light that's brought to surface that, sorry, light that has brought to been brought to an issue mm-hmm. <laughs> that is usually in the dark or a little bit more, again, taboo or confidential. Right. I do think is one last thought on Scorpios. They may have more doctor-like appointments, particularly addressing uh, their reproductive organs, their eliminative organs. Uh, that There could be a spotlight in that area. Yeah, Not wow. for everyone, but it will come up, uh, I think, uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, for Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, aspecting your seventh house. So definitely relationships are in the focus. Mm-hmm. Who are you saying goodbye to? Um, you know, who's someone that you've counted on to stay? So, you know, this is a, a big one for, I do think, committing or getting rid of. So we talked right. a little bit about that with like 11th house with Leo's. Um, I don't think these are like necessarily big groups, but it could be individual people that you're just saying I'm done with them. Right, exactly. And and maybe it's a matter that they're moving to a different department. I'm not going to work side by side with them, something of that nature. But again, it may be a little surprise and kind of changes the temperament of, of around who's around me now. And I have to find new connections. Yeah. It's a it's a strong energy for separations, but it's equally as strong for new people coming into your life. Yeah. I think we we've kind of talked about that with Jupiter where it's like, we want to paint Jupiter to be great all the time, but it's like, depending on what is already currently going on, because there are many, many different aspects that are happening in someone's chart in conjunction with this aspect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if a relationship is already struggling, Mars Mm -hmm. coming along and being the activator, you know, could be, okay, now I'm saying something. Oh, now we're finally going to go to counseling together. Oh, we had that big fight that I don't know if we're going to get past that. So again, if you're listening to this, especially just because I do think relationships can be rather sensitive. We don't want everyone to be like (laughs) every Sagittarius is going through a breakup. No, of course, like what is the, the temperament already of the relationship? And this could be the activator that kind of sets it off in whichever direction that is, whether it's committing or that separation. I'll tell you what this is really good for. It's really good for uh, Sagittarius to have having, maybe be in a position where they have to sell others on their, on their own skills or their capabilities. Remember, mm-hmm. Sagittarius always has a lot of salesmanship and a little bit of that about knowing, hey, I can do this, I can do that, I can save you some money, I can, you know, so just be aware they may be put into a position where they feel like they have to sell themselves, they might, they have to promote themselves mm-hmm. and what they're capable of doing. And that could be a great one if someone's trying to get in a better position. Interesting. Um, for Capricorns or Capricorn rising, this will be hitting your sixth house. And so this puts big focus on working and how you serve. So, you know, this could 
create some conversations about how are you serving? Do I want to continue to serve like that? Of course, the idea of quitting a job or being in transition to a new job, very likely. I think uh, one thing Capricorns could remember is try, you know, try to schedule a mental health day. You know, uh, I understand that's easier said than done sometimes, uh, but there is so much going on here that you just may need some time down, time away to kind of reassess here because you might find, you may determine that you've been working a lot harder, that you just need to start working smarter and it kind of, you need maybe a reset button. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it could happen over a weekend or a long weekend. Uh, but there's something here where we, I'm going like, this cannot go on. And somehow there could be an unequal type relationship happening where someone is dumping on you or you're rescuing somebody else all the time. Now that can be within work or that could just be out, out and about uh, within your friends. I do think you're rethinking that work environment, how you serve. Yeah. Yeah. I liked what you said about the unequal or disrespectful relationships. I do think even if you've tolerated it for a long time, that it's just, it's more clear now or now there's the action is being taken. I can no longer deal with this. I can no longer put up with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for Aquarius or Aquarius rising, it's aspecting your fifth house, which is a very amb- ambitious placement. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so Mars is headed to the area of romance, creativity, uh, even children. So there could be uh, more directness that's happening in pursuing love or even self-expression hobbies. I'm going to do this. I'm going to master this. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a real push here. Mars is kind of, I'm going to work hard at this. I'm going to put the effort to it. I want something to happen. It could just be a big party that's being planned. I want to pull this off. You know, I want to do something impressive. Uh, So that's what I mean by self-expression. It's not just a party. It's a special party. It's a, you know, there's something wow, wow factor about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this maybe is the perfect, I'm, I'm just an Aquarius. I'm not an Aquarius rising. So this is just solar astrology for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, about 36 days ago, I told myself I'm going, I want to be proficient in Spanish, mm. like by the end of the year, when I say proficient, but like be able to, you know, hold a converse, like a good conversation with someone. <laughs> Right, right. Um, and so I've been on Duolingo every day. I'm on my 36 day streak and it is something I've always wanted to speak another language. And I know when we say creativity, we always think of just like, oh, a paintbrush in a, a palette, you know, people like, oh, I'm not creative, yeah. Yeah. but it really is making my mind, it's pushing my mind to think differently, <laughs> the way that I'm moving my mouth differently. Um, so I don't know, just thought I would share my story. Now, Kate correct me is my memory could be wrong but when you were in high school you know I never talked to your teachers you know you just were you took care of everything in school but I did have to call one teacher and I thought it was your Spanish teacher am I right about that that I had to call and talk to her because just something was wrong it wasn't working for you or maybe your grades weren't great I thought I don't know teacher it might have been I think that's ironic coming out of your mouth. <laughs> You're going to be proficient in this language because I think it was the Spanish teacher that I actually was talking to going like, I'm not sure what's going on. You know, is, is, is she, you know, she's, she appears to be trying to mice what I can see. And uh, 
Anyhow, well, they- yeah. Well, I don't know. And I don't know if everyone feels like this with a new language, but I've been learning it, but then I'm embarrassed to try to say anything in front of anyone. Oh yeah. Like even you guys, cause you guys keep saying like, how's your Spanish going? I'm like, fine. You're like, well, say something. I'm like, no. <laughs> and in my Spanish class in high school, like you had to stand up, you had to read and it was just humiliating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, I will get to my comfort level where I can say it out loud, but like, I'm just not at that comfort level yet. And yeah. you know, when you're in high school, like you're learning on the spot and you're and I mean, I didn't like reading English out loud in class. Now, like let alone <laughs> Spanish. You weren't discriminating so, then. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I. So, anyways, but okay. Well, anyhow, I think that was just a side point there. But yeah, self-expression is keen, and I love what you're saying. Is you you've already been starting this. Yeah. And so that kind of boggles our minds sometimes when some people may be listening to this stuff. Going, well, that's already happening. Yeah, there's an orb. We don't want to get too detailed on when does the orb actually start. But people, you know, we're planning ahead. We get ideas. We buy books and we don't read them. They're on the shelf and we're going to read them maybe a month from now. We'll get into it. You know, when we go on that trip or have that vacation, then we're going to start reading that book that we bought. So we do plant seeds. You know, yeah. And I'm also hoping that by the time uh August 21st comes around and Mars enters Gemini that I might be a little bit more vocal where people actually hear (laughs) what I've been working on, you know, like, does that make sense? Like right now, I mean, I obviously just said it out loud on the podcast, but it's not something that anyone would know. We're going to have a Spanish speaking podcast here in in about seven months. (laughs) I I did start following a Spanish tarot reader just to be like, what does that even sound like to read tarot in Spanish? But interesting. Okay. And then last but not least, let's talk about Pisces, um, Pisces or Pisces or Pisces rising, hitting your fourth house, uh, which represents the home and the family. So I would probably say for Pisces, there should be some maybe disruption around that home, sweet home. Yes. Yes. That could be self-inflicted. We are remodeling the bathroom. We are tearing up the carpet. We're painting and everything's in in the middle of the room. So it could be self-inflicted. Yeah. And that would be okay because it's just saying you can deal with it. You're capable of it. I think we're more cautious, though, that if you have um, already a lot of clashing of personalities or if there's already tension in your home, beware, it's going to ramp up. So this right. is a case where if you say, oh, yeah, that sounds like my home or I, my friend's Pisces home, then mm-hmm. be aware they need to start addressing some of these issues because it could get out of control. It could be, become way too much or risky even. Yeah. Well, so, and we always talk about the fourth house, um, uh, like the physical home um, that we live in where we sleep. But um, especially in the United States, you know, a lot of times I find that this can disrupt the area of work, especially if it's a more kind of like homey environment or if it's somewhere yeah. that you spend a lot of time because it's your sense of where your security is. Mm-hmm. And many times that does fall into that work arena as well. So uh, could even be just disruptions in that, in that work sector too. Yeah. Yeah. So just anticipate some disruption, maintenance issues that need demand attention, uh, that can be disruptive. Uh, just think HGTV. Yeah. You're doing it before and there's an after coming on your home. Exactly. So of course, someone could be moving easily under this energy to Pisces. 
exactly. So just to recap um, the dates again, now that you've heard, now you're thinking, okay, wait, <laughs> what were those dates for this? Yeah, exactly. um, August 21st, Mars will enter Gemini. Mm-hmm. On uh, September 3rd, we start the shadow period where we might be sensing some of the things to come during the retrograde. Mm-hmm. Mars will actually retrograde then on October 30th. Right. It will move direct, meaning, okay, it'll be going forward again, if you will, on January 12th, 2023. And then it will leave Gemini um, as we get to March 25th, 2023. Okay. So a so nice long window. Everyone's going to have a story. Yes. Just kind of said everyone's going to have a story about Mars. This is, uh, this is unusual. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it starts. And I think it will start early. I think for some, it's already begun. Most people, yeah. Most people I'm talking to, like, as I was reading through, you know, I'm thinking to my friends or clients that I know, and I'm like, they're already (laughs) kind of on board with that, even though it might not either be public yet. Yes. The action hasn't been physically taken, but the plans are there. So hopefully you can already see uh, kind of the beginning stages of what, Mars and Gemini will bring. So thank you so much for listening um, with us today. Again, if you are interested in taking our understanding your natal moon class, uh, check out our websites in the description. It should be very clear on that front page, how to purchase and secure your ticket. Uh, Cause we are definitely looking forward to hosting our second mom and me class. We, the first one went so well. So uh, we look forward to seeing you there and talking to you guys next week. Okay, take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.